Welcome to the Nebraska Hour. I'm TV Nebraska. You sure are. This is Greg. This is. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Celtics. Interesting school. What do you think about the Celtics last year, Greg? I feel like they underperformed. I expected more out of them. I thought the Tristan Thompson experiment would work. I thought that was the kind of player that they sort of needed in the roster, but I was wrong. I kind of thought that Tristan Thompson was overrated even when he was like all-star with the Cavs. Well, I I knew he was over I knew he was overpaid. I just I just thought he was a better player and I thought he was the right skill set. But I was wrong. They made a lot. They made quite a few moves, which is interesting. Um, obviously, uh, some coaching moves, uh, some graphic moves. Yeah, their head coach is now their GM. Brad Stevens is now the GM or president of basketball operations yeah. or something. Um, their new head coach is, uh, I don't remember at the moment, I guess. I just had it here. Well, let's go through this roster going into next year. Uh, Jason Tatum. Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, uh, Romeo Langford, uh, Robert Williams, Aaron Nesmith, Grant Williams, Jabari Parker, Reclamation Project, cheap, uh, cheap gamble there. Um, Peyton Pritchard, Carson Edward, uh, Edwards. They also have Dennis Schroeder. Oh, that's right. Uh, Josh Richardson, oh. Luke Cornett, Enos Cantor. Oh, they re-signed Enos Cantor. Yeah. That's right. And they got Al Horford back. Yeah, but is he really going to be there? I don't know. They also have Chris Dunn. I do not know that. Oh, look, there it is. Um, so they made quite a few moves. Horford being back, I think that Horford's going to actually play again. He seems like the guy. He's like Millsap kind of. He was away from Oklahoma City all last year. So um, I didn't yeah. know if it was just like a business thing, like part of a deal to make something right, you know, and that's why they brought him back. It kind of seemed like that last year he just – that nobody – he didn't want to play for, the, for, for Oklahoma City. There was something going on with that, right? Also, they weren't exactly trying to win. Yeah, that is also true. That's also true. Chris Dunn's a nice addition. He's like a, he feels like a Boston or a kind of guy, you know? Yeah. Um, I like their moves, man. I like the Schroeder move. Um, I think he's like the, he's like the Rondo 2.0 or whatever, you know? Um, I guess. I've never been a, a real big Schroeder fan. I never have either, but he's that kind of guy. That's, that's the same thing with Rondo. He's, he's pesky. He's annoying. And you kind of love to hate him. Let me ask you a question. Who's Bruno Fernando? Bruno Fernando is from Brazil. He played for the Raptors yeah. before. Uh, he was also on the, on the, huh. on the uh, Rockets roster, I believe, for a, for a short time. He is definitely not from Brazil. He is from Luanda, Angola. Oh, crazy. But he he went to Maryland via IMG Academy in Bradenton. Oh, um, another Bruno something that's in the NBA that's from Brazil. <laughs> very different guy. I think he, this guy was drafted uh, in the second round by the Sixers um, in 19, 2019. Um, 6'9", 240. I like that. You know, that's the kind of guy. I like having a tough guy on my. The Celtics have a lot of those roster. guys. Grant Williams and Robert Williams are both kind of those tough banger kind of big dudes. Um, Enos Cantor, obviously, big dude, just a monster inside. It's good when you got a whole bunch of uh, guard dominant like offense that you're running, you know, or 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 guard and swing. 
the offense that you're running. And that's what they have the roster for, right? That's what all they're telling you. I mean, Tatum, Tatum and Brown obviously are there are your are your one and two options. Um who else is gonna be your scorer? Chris Dunn is he your point guard? Well, what the fuck is Schroeder gonna do? He only knows one thing. Well, yeah, but Schroeder, I guess, I guess, yeah, I guess he's your point guard. And then who's your two guard? I wonder. I don't see how the how this roster makes a a lineup that uh, matches up with with a, a playoff team. I mean, yeah, it's a lot of threes on this roster. Yeah, it's just you could put Jalen Brown at two. You put Schroeder one, Brown two. Uh, you could make it work. You take him at the three. Uh, yeah. I don't know. And then you still got Marcus Smart. You you put Marcus Smart in there too. You're paying him enough money. He better be your two. And then you put both Brown and Tatum in there. And then you just kind of platoon the five spot. Marcus Smart isn't get Marcus Smart's getting paid quite a bit. But Marcus Smart isn't yeah. getting paid quite a bit because he's gonna be your your like starting one or two guard. No, he's your defensive specialist, but still. And he, I mean, he's like the energy guy, also. You know, like like Lou Williams and Jamal Crawford got paid quite a bit for a long time to not not play defense or start ever. <laughs> yeah. And the opposite was, was smart. He's getting played to play to play defense and to get layups and easy buckets and be a pest. It's a lot. What's he getting paid? I don't even know, actually. It's a lot. He just got extended, didn't he? Now I got to find it. It says $14 million. That's a lot. I thought he just got extended with a bump. Maybe you're right. He got extended. So in 2024, he gets 19. In 2025, he gets 21. It's a lot of money. I don't know why you would sign him for that much longer, considering that, like, the dude is is 27. But by the time of 2025, he might not be any good anymore. He signed through the 25-26 season. Yeah. It's a lot of money. I mean, he's got a hundred. He's got a hundred million dollars in guaranteed contract over the next six years. That's crazy. I didn't. That he is getting paid a lot for what is for what his production and stuff is. I'm exaggerating. It's closer to ninety. I don't know what his value off the court or like in the locker room stuff is. You know. Right. Yeah. You're right. He might be a super gem. I. It's got to be something. I mean, you can find other dudes to play defense. <laughs> that are not $19 million. This is like $90 million, legitimately $90 million over the next five years. Yeah. I, I mean, he's getting overpaid for sure. So is Evan Fournier, man. Evan Fournier has getting got paid $17 million last year. And he, I think that they re-signed him. No, he's a Nick now, I thought. Oh, he's a Nick now. Okay. Um, Did he get paid like $15, 18000000 million a year? He got substantial money. God, he must have got a lot because he's not going down in money, obviously. Um, not yet, at least. He never really played much for the for the Magic that was any good. He never, he just never. How is he getting paid all this money? Being on the Maverick or the Magic was never really a way to show off your skills. Ever, you know, it's just kind of. They're never that good. They never get a lot of TV time, etc. Although I say all that, and look, Aaron Gordon just re-signed with the Nuggets for a ton of money. Oh, nice. That's like, awesome. That's a, yeah. that's a that's a really positive deal for the Nuggets, for sure. I agree fully. Um, so I don't think that the that the Celtics did much to help themselves out. 
Um, you think they're worse than they were last year or better? I think that they got worse. And and maybe Carson Edwards turns out to be a scorer at point guard as, as a backup. Uh, there's They have no depth at point guard. They have a lot of big guys and a lot of, a lot of three guards. They don't have any other point. They don't have any other guards that can play. Peyton Pritchard is surprisingly good, though. And I, I under, underestimate him a lot. I mean, Schroeder, Schroeder can play point guard all day. Yeah, but you're going to start him, right? Yeah. I mean, and you can always platoon some of the other guards in there as needed. It just doesn't look like they have anybody to score off the bench. Like, I could put, I could, I could find a situation. I could find the right five that has. Marcus Smart Smart as my point guard, but him not really doing a lot of the ball handling, facilitating. But he's technically the you know the point guard out there. Uh, I see. I want. I don't. I don't care if Smart brings a ball on the floor or whatever about that. I want him to match up on the point guard though, just because. I mean, I want him to stop. I want yeah. him to stop all the best scores. He's your guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He and if you slow down in general, if a team's got a half decent point guard, if you slow him down, it affects the rest of the players on the floor in a weird way and makes the rest of the team uncomfortable. Whereas if you slow down a big guy, it's easy for teams to kind of, you know, work around that and find other ways to score. It. Yeah. You're trying to, you know, you slow down the point guard, you slow down Steph and it disrupt the flow of the offense for everyone. Yeah. Um, it's the ripple. It's like a ripple. And like when you throw a rock in a lake, yeah. you know, there's a, there's more ripples when you shut down a point guard. That is true. The same thing as like if you get pass rush, you know. Yeah. Um, I think they're worse, man. I think that they're outside the playoffs. Uh, I think that they should have probably found a way to get a better deal, get somebody better back for Kimba. Um, I think they bombed that whole trade. I mean, Kimba wasn't as Kimba wasn't exactly as valuable as he was because of that injury. Doesn't seems to. Have, be lingering. Oh, I agree with that as well. I just don't think that, I mean, Kimba didn't play to his potential and the Celtics didn't, I don't think, use him as well as they should have. And they missed, they missed really bad with that trade. The the whole thing a long time ago with the Celtics trading Pierce and KG and all those guys away, they had all these draft picks and they really blew it. Like they have not achieved any of the potential that they were expected to. Because they're, I mean, they're supposed to be winning titles. Yeah, their version of the process was was a little bit different, but it's similar in that they kept trading back, amassing more picks, amassing more assets. They kind of did the same thing, and then, but it's kind of worked out the same way it's worked out for the Sixers, where it's just you've seen potential and you've seen some big names and some stars go through there, but you still haven't seen them be able to. really capitalize on you know the expectations yeah uh danny ainge maybe that's why he's not the gm anymore because he really messed that up man. i mean now it's been what 10 12 years 10 years since kg got traded yeah the nets the nets deal that was crazy so in 10 years they had 17 first round draft picks at one time they have they only they don't even have they have two of their own first round draft picks that are stars on their team as well. Yeah, it's crazy. And now we're seeing, you know, OKC and other teams try to do it too, Houston, et cetera. And, you know, it's it doesn't always work. Like I understand the whole conversation about you have to get really bad before you can get good again in the NBA with the way the NBA is set up. 
but it doesn't always work. And you're putting your team or your fans through like a couple years of like really shitty times and not wanting to come to games. And it might be hard to turn that back on a couple, you know, half a decade down the road or a decade down the road. It's dangerous. That's all I'm saying. It doesn't always work. You know, the difference between the Celtics and the Sixers doing their rebuild process and what like Thunder and the Rockets and some of these teams now are trying to do, the Celtics and Sixers were trying to do it over a long period of time and then be continually good for, for substantial amounts of time. Um, the Rockets and, and uh, the, the uh, Thunder are trying to rebuild in two years and be comp- at least com- competitive contenders in two years. I hear you, but the Sixers took a little longer. Like, the Sixers took a good four or five years of being really bad. No, that's what I mean is, like, the Celtics and the Sixers took a longer-term longer, longer term process. And they're, they're just they're, – I see what you're saying, where these new teams are trying to do it faster. But that doesn't mean it's going to happen faster or the bounce back's going to be, you know, as um, – or work. Well, I mean, we'll see. So do you think, though, that because they're trying to do it faster, though, you know, they, they amass draft picks quickly and then they build a core quickly – and then maybe not, there's not trades of other superstars going in and out. You build your team they, quick with the guys you got, and then you yeah, and do it. They still have to develop. They still have to develop that talent, and that talent has to stay healthy. And they have to draft the right people. And for those three things to all happen, it's not guaranteed. You know, there's, I mean, just to go right back to the Sixers, there were some other number one picks that aren't on that roster anymore. Uh, or first round picks that aren't on that roster anymore. Uh, it's it's true. tough. It's it's not an easy thing to do, and it might take them longer than they think. But um, yeah, I mean, I guess what's the other option? The other option is just being you know a, a five hundred, four hundred to five hundred you know team, and just missing the playoffs or just making the playoffs uh, over and over again, and never really being shit. So I mean, that's what most of the teams are. You know, most of the teams don't really climb out of the out of the out of the basement very often. You know, like the Magic have a couple of years here and there where they're good, and then they're bad again. And the, or they're continually the eight seed or six seed or whatever. The Pacers have been the eight seed or seven seed for years and years. It seems like. Yeah. Well, I think this year the Celtics might be. I mean, the eight like the, them in the play-in game is a good year for this. The Celtics roster. and the Pacers are about the same team right now. That could be the play-in game. That could be the East. That could be the Eastern Conference play-in game right there. Can we bet that? Can we bet Pacers Celtics play-in game? I, I want that. Bet. Dude, that would be awesome. I wonder if they they even allow you to do that just to like bet matchup of that. That would be awesome. Your odds would be has to be crazy too. I mean, I have like for example, I bet before baseball season started, I put a little wager on uh, Dodgers Yankees World Series, and uh, like, why can't I have? Uh, a Celtics, a Celtics Pacers, uh, Eastern Conference playing game matchup. Yeah, but you can do that kind of stuff um, on the Super Bowl and stuff like that. Right. But I've never seen it on on lesser playoff matchups or whatever. You know. Well, it's time. You know, it's time to get. It's time for these books to start standing out from one another and getting creative. All right, because there's there's. There's too many of them in a in one one space fighting for the same customers. They're gonna have to start offering some cool shit like this, and this is a great opportunity to start. Really, what they should just do is hire me as marketing consultant. 
us. I was just going to say, I think that the two of us can can be pretty beneficial to some of these uh, sports book places. Uh, we would be good, you know, whether we're working for a team, whether we're working for a sports book, we have values. We bring value to the table. Yeah, yeah. In in several different areas. Yeah. Creativity being number one. We're men of many talents. That's right. We're problem solvers. Yeah, we're thinkers. These these things in our schools aren't just hat racks. That's right. That's right. And we can tell when a basketball team has fixed all their problems in an offseason. And... And the Celtics have not. <laughs> have, have not. That was great. Look how well we tied that together. That's called a bow, buddy. We tied <laughs> a bow on that damn present. Boom! Like we're pros. Who's the next team? We, we, we kind of got to hurry up. We're running out of time, aren't we? We the still next, got a bunch yeah, of teams. We are. We are. We're, we're running out of time. The next team is the Warriors. All right. Let's do it soon, okay? Let's do it. <laughs>